when we let things be hard, when we acknowledge what feels uncomfortable, what feels difficult, it liberates us to acknowledge those things without judgment. It liberates us to acknowledge emotions that are generally uncomfortable without judging ourselves for having them. Hi friends and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur who started with a small blog and now I am the CEO of the LaRue brand, a lifestyle business and branding studio for women entrepreneurs building intentional lives and intentional businesses. But don't fret, this podcast is for everybody. I created this podcast with the intent to offer people a safe space to land and learn about the journey we're all on together. It's not just about being happy. It's about healing, getting to know yourself and living intentionally, which is why this podcast is the right place for all of you beautiful souls showing up ready to change your life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I'm so excited that you're here with me today, and I'm even more excited to tell you that I am finally on the mend. I have been sick for two weeks now. I've had bronchitis, and it has been absolutely hellish. I have not been this sick since I was in college. I have an autoimmune deficiency, so I tend to get really sick when I do get sick, And this just completely took the life out of me. I was in bed the entire first week. And then last week, I actually had to go to Charleston for work, which was good. I was very excited to just kind of get out of my apartment and get out of the city. As you can tell from my last podcast, I was just kind of in a very rough energy, which is what I want to talk to you guys about today, because last week was really difficult. I, or honestly, the last two weeks, I have been like very high, high, or not even high, high. I've been very low, low and trying to figure out why I've been in such a energy depletion and tough spot because even still with all of the healing work that I've done, the last two weeks and the emotions I've been feeling have made me severely uncomfortable. And I was, I was having a really hard time identifying the uncomfortability and figuring out why I was so uncomfortable. And I know I talked a lot about this in last week's podcast, but I want to kind of continue on the subject as I feel like I'm leaving that energy behind and the energy is shifting because I think the struggle that I was feeling last week was that, and I, I told you guys this, I think that the emotions that I was feeling and the, the loneliness, the isolation, the helplessness, the, the desire to be in control of things that I was not in control of all reminded me a lot of the most difficult time in my life which was right after I had my surgery when I was on bed rest and those like six months of just post-surgery it's not it doesn't really have even that much to do with like my physical body and the recovery my body was having it was just the so let me let me go back let me backtrack I I don't want to just brush over all of this So as you guys know, if you've listened to my very first episode of this podcast, which is to this day still the most downloaded podcast, it's a very good episode. Um, It was just like a really good dive into like my life and kind of how I got to intentional living and how I built LaRue and etc. But in that podcast, I tell you guys about, you know, that moment that I had after my surgery. It was the day after my surgery. My block had worn off, so I was starting to feel the pain, and I needed to get up to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't, and my parents weren't there. If you want the whole spiel of the story, go back and listen to the first episode. But anyways, I had to get up to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't 
move my leg and I, you know, I had to get it off the bed and get onto my crutches and I couldn't because I couldn't flex those muscles because they were in a, they were like in a screw in the leg and I screamed out in pain and then I fell to the bed and I just sobbed hysterically for a really long time. And it wasn't about the physical pain. It was now looking back, I can see the, the physical pain was a mirror to the emotional pain that I was feeling that I wasn't acknowledging. And that was a really big trigger point to my intentional living journey and to starting LaRue. So anyways, all of that is to tell you, I think over the last two weeks, being sort of on like a mandatory sickness bed rest, I was really feeling back into those emotions and it was making me incredibly uncomfortable. I felt very helpless. I felt very lonely, which is not something I feel a lot. I am very, very comfortable being on my own. I love being in my own energy and in my own presence. I am very comfortable with having conversations with myself and <laughs> that, that could sound so weird being taken out of context. <laughs> I'm very comfortable with my thoughts, I should say. And I'm very comfortable just like with my time alone. And I love it. I thrive on that time. I make it a very big priority to make sure I have time for myself during the week. But the last two weeks, I felt very left out. I felt very isolated. And I just felt very helpless, which isn't a feeling I'm comfortable with. It's not something I typically feel a lot. And when I do, it always tends to be like very, very uncomfortable. Like it's it's something I can feel in my body, like my chest tightens and I get like a little bit of, I don't want to say difficulty breathing, but like I can, I can feel myself thinking about breathing. That sounds like such a weird thing to say, but I can... Almost like it's it's like a very panicky feeling, right? Like I had quite a few panic attacks over the last two weeks, which again, I've also mentioned to you guys, I used to suffer from those quite often after Joshua passed away and they were finally something I worked on with EFT. But I have just been really struggling the last two weeks, feeling like I was reverting back to someone who was so broken and so inept with their own emotions and how to acknowledge those emotions and I think I was scared that I was going I was actually going to revert back to that person and I felt myself not wanting to acknowledge the emotions because of how uncomfortable they were making me feel so I had to really force myself to acknowledge what was there and to think about it which leads me into today's episode and I want to talk to you guys about Basically, and I've talked about this before, but really it's about the uncomfortability of things and leaning into that and not fearing being uncomfortable and being out of your comfort zone, whether it comes to emotions, control, or anything else. So I named the episode of this podcast, Let It Be Hard, because we tend to divert our attention away from whatever it is that feels really difficult in our lives. We fear that whatever is difficult is something we can't achieve. So instead of fighting the uphill battle or fighting for the challenge, you know, diving headfirst into it, a lot of the time we can cower away or walk away from something because we feel like it's too challenging. And in our minds, we fill in those blanks and tell ourselves we're already going to fail. So why even bother? This is a very, very common thought process to have. There's nothing wrong with you if you do this. 
It's very, very typical in a, I want to say realist world, because that's what I would say the majority of people are, that that's what the majority of people would argue against, you know, and we hear these things in passing all the time. Like a great example of this would be applying for jobs after graduation. We're told, you know, you have to go through so many interviews and it's, it's going to take a million no's to get a yes, blah, blah, blah. That's a very like realist mindset, right? And I'm I'm here to tell you that that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that hard. But when things do feel hard, it's very important to lean into that. It's very important to acknowledge what feels hard and let it be hard. Let it be difficult. Because when we let the hard things become a part of our life, when we ease into them and when we welcome them, instead of deterring from them or denying what feels hard, we are acknowledging where we can grow, where we can be better at whatever it is that feels hard. So in this case, in the last two weeks, for me, what felt really hard was my emotions. And that's not something that's typically hard for me. I'm not typically deterrent towards my emotions or denying or even lying to myself about my emotions. I certainly used to be that person. But in the recent years, it's very easy for me to to acknowledge, okay, I'm pissed off, I'm upset, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm annoyed, I'm whatever about this, this, and this, let me address this. I'm not someone at all anymore who gets any sort of like passive aggressiveness towards my emotions and then sweeps it under the rug and pretends it's not there. I will always outright acknowledge my emotions, whether it's I need to do it with someone else or just internally. Because I see and I've seen and I've been very privy to my own life to know that that has never once served me. That's never benefited me in any way to deny my emotions. In fact, it's done the complete opposite to where it's severely harmed me in many ways of my life, which is why I buried my trauma for so long and buried my emotions for so long. So letting something be hard, as uncomfortable as that sounds and as difficult as that sounds... I think it's really important to our overall just growth as a human being because last week when I was, I think the biggest thing that I felt that felt really scary to me was the loneliness because that's not something I felt in a really, really long time. Like even at the beginning of moving here, I was, I felt really scared in the sense of like not knowing if I was going to be financially stable, not knowing how long it would take for me to get clients and reach success and blah, 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 blah. Even though I felt so terrified about that, I never felt alone in that fear. Like I know that that's a very common fear. And I was also having very important and honest conversations with my friends about this. I wasn't lying about it. I wasn't telling people, you know, oh, no, I'm doing great. Like, I have all these clients. I was being very honest with especially my close group of friends who I could have, like, intimate conversations with about this. And they all assured me, like, this is normal. You're going to get there. I'm so confident in you, blah, 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 right? Like, all of the things a friend would say. I never felt lonely in the entrepreneurship journey as well because I always – or since beginning LaRue, I've always had entrepreneurship friends or friends in entrepreneurship. So I always had people I could go to and ask questions about or say, hey, what would you recommend for this? Or just like picking brains on those topics. I, even in that time when I was overwhelmed with so much anxiety, I never felt alone in that anxiety. I never felt alone in those emotions. 
And last week, I think it was a combination of feeling physically lonely because I had a lot of FOMO last week, like like more than I ever, ever have. Um, I'm not someone who typically like fears missing out on things because um, I do all the things that I love to do. I'm very privileged to be able to do those things. But being sick, I missed Jess's birthday. Michael's best friend also had a birthday. So I was supposed to go to a brunch and a big birthday dinner and I missed both. I also missed like my private dinner with Jess to celebrate her birthday and give her her present. And I just felt so left out and so lonely because I knew that the people I cared about most were out doing fun things without me. And that like really triggered me to a time in my life where I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have a lot going on. And I was just consistently alone with thoughts that consistently made me very uncomfortable. So I was realizing I I knew something was wrong. I was crying constantly last week. Like I was very overwhelmed and obviously being on, you know, a lot of medication doesn't help. I was just so sick, like so, so sick. So Sunday rolled around and I was I had to leave like at the butt crack of dawn Monday morning for Charleston. And I was really excited to just get out of town and get out of this energy and Charleston was okay. Um, everything with the, with the client went amazing. They were so wonderful. And the website turned out so beautiful. If you want to check it out, you can go to my portfolio. It's the client, Beth Meyer. Um, but everything went great. However, I got more sick in Charleston. So I was really just exhausted the whole time. It was basically like 48 hours of just straight work. But it all went off without a hitch. It was great. But then I got home Thursday And this is where I started to realize that I needed to let things be hard. Because Thursday I got home and I was so utterly exhausted. And I could not even begin to think about functioning. And I realized I didn't miss sitting at my desk, which made me really, really sad. I had no motivation to get any work done. I didn't get any work done. I just wanted to lay on my couch, which made me more and more sad because I was still very, very sick. I ended up having to get more medication in Charleston. I had to get on a stronger steroid to fight the sickness because obviously being so sick and then traveling on top of it wasn't great. Um, So once I got to Charleston Tuesday, when I woke up, I was even more sick. The bronchitis was getting worse because I wasn't on um, any like strong enough antibiotics. So anyways, I get back and I'm just in like I, I thought going to Charleston would get rid of this funk and then I was good there. You know, I was exhausted, but I was getting work done and then I got back and I had absolutely no desire to work. So I was like, all right, well, granted, I have been traveling. I, I do need to rest more. And as you guys know, like I've told you guys a million times, I have such a difficult time sitting still. I am someone who thrives off being busy. So when I have too much time on my hands, but I know I have things to do, I am definitely someone who will just say, okay, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. Like, oh, that can wait because I have all this time. I thrive on a busy schedule because I know I can see in my schedule, okay, this is the time I have to get something done, whatever it is. And if I don't get it done, then I won't get it done at all. So I have to, right? But if I don't have a busy schedule, I very much make the argument for being lazy and I'm just like oh okay well maybe I can do this like 
personal thing and then I can do some work and then I don't end up doing it because I just don't want to. I really lose motivation when I don't have a busy schedule, when I'm not like jam-packed. But I can obviously also see that in having the jam-packed schedule and in putting in like 60 hours a week of work, plus seeing friends, plus working out, plus hanging out by myself, plus seeing Michael, plus Bowie, I can see that that also didn't work for me because now I have bronchitis. I've been sick for two weeks and I was reaching a burnout. Like I absolutely reached burnout. I was in bed for all of last week and then I went to Charleston and I still needed to be in bed and I got even more sick. So I can see that I need to find a happy medium. (laughs) I can definitely see that. But I... I got back and I just I didn't even want to work and I was busy because I needed to make up all the work I missed last week. I needed to make up all this stuff. So I knew that I had a lot to do, but it still wasn't that wasn't motivating me. And usually that is a huge motivator for me is knowing that I have a boatload of stuff I need to get through. So Thursday, I made the argument, okay, well, you're still really sick, so you should relax. Like, you're not being lazy. You guys know this. I've had this conversation with you. I feel so lazy when I'm not being, quote, productive, even if it's productive rest or productive relaxation. Like, I just have a really hard time sitting still. So Thursday, I was, like, somewhat funky, but I was just so tired and just feeling so unwell that I was just like, you know what? You obviously need to rest, so rest. Then Friday comes around, I wake up and I'm just, I'm so scared to tackle the work day. And that really reminded me of back when, again, back when I had my surgery and I just didn't have the motivation for anything. I didn't want to apply to jobs. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything. I sat on my butt all day and watched TV for several weeks. And granted, I was physically recovering from something. It's not like I could go for a jog, right? Like I you know, was on crutches for eight weeks and I was in PT for five and a half months. So, you know, again, I need to, I need to give myself some room to be okay with what happened, right? Again, this week, last week, it's not like I've had no motivation and been healthy, but still I just, I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's just something that feels very uncomfortable to me. Uncomfortable is the best way I can describe it. So Friday morning comes and I still have this complete lack of motivation. I didn't want to do anything. I got some work done in the morning and then I ended up just hanging out and watching TV pretty much the rest of the night. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what I did and I can't even remember at this point. And then I decided I was really, oh, I remember now. So I was getting really upset and I went to go call my mom because I could feel myself like wanting to cry. I could feel myself starting to panic. And I went to go call my mom to talk to her about it. And she had a friend over and I didn't know. And this woman, is, granted, is like also like a, an aunt to me. But still, I didn't know. And I FaceTimed her. So obviously I'm on speaker. And I was telling her how I felt. And then she finally tells me, oh, well, so-and-so is here. And I'm like, you couldn't say this to me before I just blurted out like how I'm feeling. And I'm like in tears on the phone with you. So I hung up really quickly and I, I immediately started getting like hysterical and I was like no don't do this like just you have you have to get out of here do something so I was like all right it's nice out let me let me go walk Bowie I pulled myself together you know wiped my face off I was really crying a lot 
And I just wanted to get out of my apartment because I felt very trapped in that moment. And I always feel very trapped when I feel very panicky, like when I have panic attacks. Uh, So it's best for me to get outside always. So I got outside and I started walking Bowie and I put my phone on do not disturb. I put um, like meditation music on so it wasn't music with uh, any lyrics. And I just wanted to think about what the like I asked myself, like, what the hell is going on? What? is going on right now why am I in this funk why can I not get out of this what is happening and I thought about a couple of really important conversations like core memory conversations that I've had with some good friends um Valerie my EFT practitioner my old therapist a lot of things came to mind and something that I do a lot when I'm in a difficult position emotionally is ask myself what I would say to a friend if they were coming to me or what I would say to a client if they were coming to me saying how I'm feeling. And my advice in these positions is always to tell someone you have to feel it to heal it. You have to you have to let it be there. You have to sit with the hardness. You have to sit with the difficulty. You have to sit with the uncomfortability and acknowledge why it's there. You literally have to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? What's making me feel this way? Who is making me feel this way? What experience is making me feel this way? Etc. Like you have to ask yourself the obvious tough questions. You have to let it be hard. And I got on this walk, had my headphones in and was walking Bowie. And I knew that some, it, it really does always help me to think about what I would say to someone else because, you know, to toot my own horn I've always been very good at giving advice and I've always been a friend that people come to with really difficult things because they know I'm someone who just can understand like I simply can and I started thinking about how much I would be angry with a friend if they told me they were feeling this way with how sick I've been like you have just got to physically take care of yourself you've got to rest Like, you are not being lazy. You are so okay. You've got to heal your body. Your body is telling you it's time to take a break. Your body is telling you you are reaching, were or are reaching burnout, and it's demanding you relax now. I know that that's exactly what I would say to a friend. And then I would tell them, once you're feeling better, you can evaluate, like, how to move forward, catch up with your work, and dive back into a little bit of a different routine that isn't pressing you to work so hard, isn't working too many hours, etc. And that really helped me to acknowledge why I was feeling the emotions because once I gave myself the conversation I had also had with my mom and Jess and Michael telling me like you're really sick, you just have to relax and listen to your body, I wanted to address the isolating emotions that felt really difficult so the loneliness in particular was the one that was really just weighing heavy on me because like I said I'm not someone who typically feels that way um and also this is like my first long-term relationship so I've always been very comfortable not not being in a relationship like comfortable on my own in that way so I just didn't understand why I felt so lonely You know, I and granted, like, obviously, I didn't see any of my friends last week before I went to Charleston. I didn't I mean, Michael came over to take care of Bowie and that was really it. So I was like physically alone. But the loneliness, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of being left out is what really triggered me to back when I was recovering from my surgery because it was just me and my parents, really. 
and I was just in such a dark emotional place but I think it was also that I wasn't honest with my parents about that yet I hadn't been able to tell them where I was at emotionally so even though I was physically with them and they were with me all the time you know helping me recover I didn't I wasn't honest with them about how I was feeling and so I think that that is what was triggering me because before I told anyone how I was feeling over the last two weeks, it felt very lonely because I wasn't being honest about my emotions with other people. I was being honest to myself. I was acknowledging like, wow, I feel really lonely. I'm really upset right now. I feel really depressed. Like I haven't felt depressed in a really long time. Like I was using the word depressed because I just felt so out of it. Like I felt so out of touch with my life, even if it was just for a brief moment, like it was just two weeks, right? Like in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to be a long time. But I I just haven't felt that way in a really long time. And that feeling made me feel so isolated as well. And I didn't want to tell anyone because I didn't want to worry anyone. I didn't, I didn't know if it was like maybe it's a combination of all the medication I was on that was really kind of playing with my, my, my emotions and my mindset. But I finally was honest with everyone, everyone being like Michael and my best friend and my mom. And that made me feel really liberated because when I let the emotions be hard with myself, I still wasn't being honest everywhere else. And so when people were asking me, are you okay? I was saying yes when I wasn't. And that was my mistake so many years ago. That was one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life was people were concerned. People were asking me if I was okay. People wanted to be there for me, but I wasn't letting them. After everything I had gone through, every single time I was telling people, no, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm good. And that's what I've told you guys before is that people used to say, you know, because I was so, so good at faking it, so, so good at putting on a facade, people were asking me or people were saying to me, you're the strongest person I've ever known. Like, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you've been through all of this and you're still okay and you're happy. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm good to go. And it was a lie. It was just a lie. And I think that that is what I saw happening last week. I was lying about how I was feeling to other people, even though I was able to acknowledge how I felt to me and I was able to recognize the uncomfortability, the loneliness, the the feeling of the feelings of depression. I wasn't honest with everyone else who were asking me if I was okay. And I didn't want to admit to someone else that I wasn't feeling okay because I felt like I needed to be strong. Because I say in the podcast and in the blog and on social media and in my general life that I am this happy person and I am that person. That doesn't change. That doesn't have to change because I've had two hard weeks. But it felt like I was letting, this is so interesting to acknowledge and say out loud, but it felt like I was letting that version of me down because I was having authentic emotions and I wasn't able to say those emotions were authentic and real and okay because I feared admitting having them. I had to let it be hard personally and externally so I could acknowledge those emotions and heal them. I had to let it be hard internally and externally so I could acknowledge what emotions were making me feel lonely, feel isolated, and feel feelings of depression. When we let things be hard when we acknowledge what feels uncomfortable what feels difficult it liberates us to acknowledge those things without judgment it liberates us to acknowledge 
emotions that are generally uncomfortable without judging ourselves for having them. It lets us say things like, it's okay for me to feel sad. It's okay for me to feel angry right now. Because not only are you actively acknowledging what you're feeling, but you're able to create a safe space for yourself to acknowledge why you're feeling those emotions, which is what is so liberating. Because when we internally deny these emotions and when we tell ourselves we're not feeling things that we actually are feeling because they're so uncomfortable, not only are you telling yourself, your past self and your future self that these emotions are not okay, but you're also telling yourself that the reasons for having these emotions are invalid. So denying internal trauma responses like fear and sadness and grief and depression and guilt and resentment and etc. You're telling yourself you can't have those emotions because the things that give you those emotions, the experiences, the outside and external world experiences that that happen to us that are normal, we're telling ourselves that they're not okay. And that's not okay. So we need to let it be hard. We need to lean into the difficulty. We need to lean into the uncomfortability of things because in doing so, you are liberating yourself to feel those emotions, to heal those emotions. And you're telling yourself that it's okay. You're allowed to feel this way. You're allowed to to feel these emotions. You're allowed to be angry, sad, depressed, guilty, whatever it is. Because once you acknowledge them, you're able to heal them. You're able to acknowledge what outside experiences helped you experience these emotions and how you can heal them so you can be a better person to yourself to your friends to your family to your colleagues to whomever so that's the lesson for this week it felt good to talk about this because I feel like I you know today's Monday this comes out on Wednesday and I really just like I'm I'm craving to get back into my routine but I also don't want to push it and I also can't go back to what I was doing because obviously if I do that for a couple months my body will reach burnout again and I don't want to be sick again I don't want to go through this again so I need to make adjustments which I'm sure I'll talk about on the May update of the 2023 goal challenge but in the meantime I'm going to keep easing into these things I am going to keep giving myself a safe space to acknowledge what emotions I'm feeling and why I encourage you to do the same thing and maybe I'll give you guys a brief update on next week's podcast about how I'm feeling, but I hope this hits. I hope this helps. As always, I love you all so, so dearly and I will see all of you beautiful souls next week.